building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. In today's episode, Angela and Patty will be talking about trusting your intuition and using it in your everyday life, whether at home or at work. With all the talk going around about the world ending and let's forget about 2020, Angela and I thought this would be a great topic to talk about. Using your intuition to discern fiction from the truth. There is so much false information and fear flying around. Yes, some are valid, but what is real and what is false? Bob Proctor says, intuition is God's way of talking to us each day. It is through your intuition that you pick up vibrations. Every question has an answer. It is the intuitive mind that will pick that up. Yes, and we'll, I think we're going to have the copy in the show notes, Patty, of that video from Bob. Proctor. Yes. Thank you, Angela. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on his phrase that intuition is God's way of talking to us. And I'd like to focus on that each person may have a different and individual perception and understanding of God. So each individual's interpretation of what, what God is saying could be different. And that's what we're struggling with at this period of history. They've always struggled with it. I think it's just more obvious now. In ancient tribes or ancient times, indigenous communities and you can even see this represented in the movie avatar when the tribe all sleep and meditate connected to the tree in the movie avatar a tribe or a group would come together and they would have a collective sharing of their individual intuitive messages in the movie avatar they each go to sleep they dream and sometimes they have the same dream and sometimes one person will have one piece of a dream and another person will have another piece. And then after they wake, they share what their messages were. And that's how they build that collective sense of what God is saying or the divine is saying to the whole community. So one of the most important things to recognize at this time in our evolution, we're seeing how many different interpretations of the divine or the higher intelligence or the cosmic intelligence or the universe or God, or look how many names there are. We can't even have one name for it because there's so many interpretations. And unlike those communities or ancient tribes, we have very few resources in modern society to bring us together to share like they would in a tribal community so we don't have a global sharing of these individual interpretations in fact we seem to 
oppose them to each other through social media and through the media in general. So I see it as the end of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I do see it because this modern way of relating is not sustainable. You, You cannot build a way forward in conflict. We know that. We've seen that over and over again. So it is the end of refusing to come together to find that collective knowing and to to share. And it's the end of that way of being, of refusing to share, because we're going to eventually be so stuck. If you're if you end up being stuck in your fear or your insistence that you are the truth or that your way of seeing God or the universe or the current situation is the truth and you refuse to engage, you're going to be extremely stuck. And so we're we're ending up in this place where we have to see the end of that behavior, which may, may take a few decades to go through. It's not going to be an easy couple of decades. But the importance of sharing, I wanted to go back to that image of the Avatar movie and the the tribe, each member has a piece of the puzzle of that bigger picture. And today in the podcast, I'd like to share on how if you're going through feeling it's the end of the world and how that can impact your relationships to others. Because if we're not listening to the pieces of the puzzle that others have, if we're refusing to listen, what we're missing out is on some very big pieces of the puzzle that need to be resolved. They may not be pleasant. They may include a lot of ugly things or fearful things that create fear or things about humanity that are not pleasant. And I wanted to use some examples in personal relationships, especially intimate relationships. As a love and relationship coach, I've I've had to work with my own relationships and I've been witness to many others where they get stuck in fear and that has destroyed the relationship. And what I've discovered was that the way we respond to our individual fears and feelings about a person will help us go beyond the illusion of thinking that your version of the truth is the right way or the best way or that you're better than other people. True intuition will never condemn anyone. True intuition makes will never make someone less and someone better. It will always, true intuition will always show the nature of you. It focuses on you, your intent, your piece of the puzzle and the role you play. It can give you insight into the motivations of others. And sometimes maybe their motivations are bad or they're not for everybody's best interest. But the focus of intuition, true intuition, because I know in the world there's a lot of people who think they are working from intuition and later on we'll share how that operates. Sometimes you think you're working from intuition and you're not. And I personally had to go through that journey, especially with my relationships when they reflected back to me that I wasn't really a very great person. So I had to see how to modify that. And until you see that there is a, some something, some truth in each individual's journey, 
you won't be able to move forward in your relationships. If you're only blaming the other person in your relationships, there's no way out of that cycle of blame. And you need to see the reason why you're coming from a place of blame or the fear that creates the blame or the guilt, which is the hardest one maybe to face our guilt for feeling that somehow we didn't do the best thing in a relationship. So intuition, as you're saying, Patty, is that way, one of the best ways to move forward in all situations and in our relationships. When you, when you were talking, one thing that came to mind was a saying that I heard, and it really made me think a lot about things. God hears what other people say about you. And when I hear, heard that, it makes me think that it, that may be why that situation was removed from you. Maybe that friendship, that work situation, that job, career opportunity. God hears what's being said about you and you don't. It's just something I thought about. According to Google Dictionary, intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. A gut feeling about something or someone. Another point of view is that intuition is your soul talking to you, an inner knowing. So back to your question, what are the signs of having good intuition? You're an empath. You can pick up quickly on other people's emotions. You're a good judge of character. You're a deep thinker. You have vivid, meaningful dreams and epiphanies. You're open-minded. You listen to your heart and you do what is right for you. And now more than ever, it's important just to discern the difference between being psychic and that's when you're psychic, you can be an empath picking up people's thoughts and emotions. An example of this is, um, <laughs> I wonder, Patty, as you shared about God hearing what others say about you, <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're in a work environment, and all the people are saying this stuff behind your back. Right. Surely when you go into that room where those words have been said, you feel something. Yes. Right? You don't know what they said, um, but you walk into the room and you feel something. And that's your intuition picking up the psychic energy of the thoughts, emotions and feelings of what's being spoken. Right. They might be smiling. They might be yeah. smiling at you and telling you what you hear, but behind your back, they're saying very bad things about you. And the words are in the space. Once they're thought, they're in the space. Once they're spoken, that's an extra physical layer. But even our thoughts, if someone's thinking those thoughts, and boy, do I have to watch my thoughts. Cause I, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, have, I have some pretty, pretty crazy thoughts in my head. But I, I watch the Angela show in my head and it's 
believe me, I keeps me busy all day, but I still wonder about myself sometimes. It's like, Angela, where did that thought come from? Oh my God. And I don't condemn myself. I don't throw myself in the bad bin or say, go to the back of the aisle. I just look <laughs> at myself and go, where did that come from? And that's me starting the conversation with my intuition, which I'm going to talk about more and more in the podcast because I think it's not really done enough. Um, back to the office where you're talking about the people are smiling to your face, but meanwhile, they've got those thoughts and feelings about you and they've spoken and compounded the energy by sharing it with others. You walk into the office and you can feel it, that psychic energy. And it's palpable. I mean, I've been in some situations, especially with my families of Sicilian backgrounds. The Sicilians are known typically for intense energies. You can cut the air with a knife. You, that's, <laughs> that's when you have anger from an Italian Sicilian family. It's palpable. I grew up with that. So if my mum was angry, the whole house was in lockdown. <laughs> we didn't need <laughs> coronavirus back when I grew up. We had mum and we were like petrified. You all scattered in... to your rooms. Scattered <laughs> <laughs> to our rooms, exactly. She was like, you know, better than a premier or governor of a state to put you in lockdown. She should have been a premier, I think. Well, she was in our house. And all that was was her mood. That's psychic energy. That's that's the energy that you. Uh, if you go to a psychic or a, a reading, they'll pick up on that energy, and they can tell you a lot of stuff about your family. Like if they read me, I'm a pretty open book emotionally, so they could probably tell me stuff about my family. However, an intuitive would also go, "Oh, I sense this about your mum," and they would give me a whole nother story or picture about my mum, which me and my whole drama about my mum would never have noticed or perhaps never knew. Maybe mum didn't tell me this story. A, a real intuitive would go beyond that psychic energy of the emotions and thoughts and pick up something that in that moment, God or spirit or divine, whatever you call it, needed me to hear so it would grow up emotionally. So I get the benefit out of the emotion because the emotion just by itself, let alone to to recycle would not change. But if I got awareness about why that emotion was being shown, then I can grow up as a human being. And now more than ever, we need to start to know that distinction. Intuition is a knowing that goes beyond emotion and thought. And intuition, you'll feel an understanding and a depth of a situation versus getting lost in the details or jumping to conclusions. So for example, with my mum, I could have said, oh, she's a really frustrated housewife and she's just venting her frustration on the rest of us. But it, my intuition would go, oh, I can imagine what it was like for my mum growing up. And I don't need to go into the, the details of how she grew up or the story. I can feel it. I'll get a picture or a sense of um, a softness of what it's like to see my mum growing up. And then my heart opens in that moment. It's completely, when I worked with intuition, I started looking at relationships completely differently. Like, 
like like looking at a flower and experiencing the flower and and that's how I changed my relationship with my mum that's just one example I've got hundreds if not thousands more so I wanted to go back to how when we're stuck in that fear or emotion and thought or the cycle of blaming and labeling we we lose that bigger picture of the of the person in front of us in our relationships and it's very easy to get stuck into blaming that person and probably your parents blamed you as well <laughs> so i wanted to give an example um of how it, for me in my romantic relationship i got stuck in the psychic energy into the emotions and how it can limit your relationships in my example, when I was much younger and in a romantic relationship, I spent days, weeks, months, years thinking about, does my partner really like me? Does he really love me? Does he really want to be with me? I spent years thinking that. What a waste of time. I can say that now, back in, this, back in that relationship. <laughs> I was so stuck and it made me have all sorts of emotional dramas, all sorts of thoughts, confused feelings with my partner. And when I finally, because it took years, when I finally stepped out of that psychic energy of the emotions and I listened to my intuition, that's when I started to understand why I was that way. And also why I was in that relationship, because that relationship was a gift. It was a gift for me to see how much I was addicted to psychic energy, emotions, and feeling not good enough or not wanted or not lovable. So when I was stuck and following that cycle of fear and not being lovable, I did feel like it was the end of the world. I felt if I lost that relationship, it would be the end of the world. And obviously it's not because this is like a long time ago. I'm still here. <laughs> and now when I look back, I remember feeling that way, that it was going to be the end of the world. I remember thinking that. I remember being caught up in the fears and not being able to see past my fears. And it's like looking at another person. It's like, I really believed it was the end of the world. That was how swept up in the emotions I was. I was consumed. I was addicted to these emotions. And so once I broke up, the, the real breakup, because we took a while to break up, the real final breakup after several years, I saw it wasn't the end of the world, but that wasn't enough. I still had this habit of addiction and to the fears. And now I can see the distinct difference of being stuck in psychic energy versus understanding, oh, I was going through all these emotions. And I saw how long it took to break up from the relationship because I was still addicted to that cycle of feeling I wasn't lovable. Oh, he could have loved me. Why couldn't he love me? Now I'm on the other side. After that quite huge addiction, to emotional psychic energy, I know very well when I'm investing my emotional energy into something in the hope that it will work 
and I know when I'm avoiding listening to my intuition. So that very long period of being addicted was so valuable because now I can recognize it easily. It's like, oh, here she goes again. She's just getting stuck on the emotion. That's not my intuition. So the other important thing I learned, which I teach in my relationship coaching work and healing work, is when I'm in the emotion, I need to ask a question. And, and that's invoking my intuition. What's the emotion trying to show me? If I'm stuck, I'm stuck for a reason. I'm not stuck there just because I'm a, an addict. Yes, I am an addict. I was. <laughs> but I need to know my intuition would always be looking for a reason why some people just like to be addicted and that's fine too. That's just how they are. They need to go through that process. That's their journey. It's not my place to say, get out of your emotion. They need to be there for a reason. I don't know. That's that higher knowing. I may not know why, but for me, my journey, it was so powerful to say, what's the emotion trying to show me? And often it was the same thing. It was a fear I was trying to avoid. <laughs> and it was also something that I didn't know about myself. I didn't understand myself. Usually I didn't know that part of myself because I was still addicted to being less. But eventually what happened by kind of repeating the same thing, what's this emotion trying to show me? I started to be shown new things, new information. And this goes on to what, um, what you're going to say, Patty, about um, the benefits about it, of intuition. Yes. Why is intuition helpful? It is a gut instinct or feeling and the understanding of something, not overthinking it or getting another opinion. It is just a knowing. It's helpful when you trust your intuition and yourself you will avoid bad situations or relationships by using your intuition. And I wanted to clarify on the gut instinct. The gut is the lower part of the body underneath your heart center. And your gut has a lot of nerves and it's wired, literally wired through the nervous system to pick up a lot of things from your environment, psychic energies, uh, temperature, fears, thoughts, feelings from others, your environment, and also, you know, the atmosphere of the world, which we're starting to learn slowly that our emotional atmosphere actually impacts the atmosphere of a room, but it can also influence the weather itself. We, we don't believe that yet at a cultural level but certain pockets of of the world do know that indigenous people know that and have known that for centuries and thousands of years the intuition is actually operating at the heart center level the mind or the third eye and that actually interprets the mind your higher chakras from your heart up to the crown and above and beyond going through that brain center, that's where the intuition comes in from, from outside of the brain into the heart center. And that 
monitors and interprets the information you get from the gut. So the information you're getting from your gut, while it's valuable and vital, life-saving information, it's not always the uh, way to move forward. It's the first, like when you work into that office space and you're, you're picking up all of that funky energy from the thoughts of other people, that's your gut operating. Your intuition is when you activate your thought process to ask, what does this mean? What is this showing me? What's the significance of this? That's you activating your higher brain centers to start understanding uh, what you're picking up through the gut. And going back to what you're saying, Patty, that um, intuition is not overthinking or getting another opinion our thoughts are predominantly very scattered they're not really connected to anything they're random they're like what am I going to eat for dinner I don't like that person why are they asking you that oh do I have to do this you know our thoughts are really kind of junk and intuition (laughs) is very different (laughs) universal knowing is very clear and simple. It's not a long story. It's not an opinion. It's not an article in the New York Post. It's not an academic expose. Intuition is very simple and it's very powerful. Um, So if I had to compare what I was like in my relationship with my partner for many years, I had so many scattered thoughts and so much worry and it was so important to move beyond that because it literally wasted years of my life even though that was a valuable lesson that I'll never forget (laughs) I still think about oh what could I have done instead of worrying myself through that relationship and another example I'd like to share is if you meet someone for the first time and you get that gut reaction Ugh, I don't like them <laughs> yeah um, I've got a close person in my life that is really good at that and I always listen to them I always go oh because they're very very good gut instinct but they always ask oh wonder why they're picking that up I always ask because I don't know maybe they just had a past life or something that I don't know that didn't work out I don't know why they're getting that reaction so when I get that feeling I ask myself why am I feeling that way and then my intuition starts to operate it gives me sometimes a word sometimes a picture and I hear a lot of people say but I don't get words I don't get pictures it doesn't matter it doesn't have to come to you like your Zohar the psychic and you're downloading Um, how the intuition operates is you'll ask a question and then a a song on the radio might come on or a bird will fly past or a conversation will happen later in the day. It's never always in the way you think it should be. The intuition as you start practicing and practice is a very important word. I've practiced many years on my intuition and the most amazing journey with my intuition is it keeps 
evolving and maturing like a good wine and the messages come in many different formats. So your emotion, Ugh, I don't like this person. It's a trigger of psychic energy, emotional energy or thought energy. And then you have an opportunity to use the, invite the intuition in. And we always have choice here. We can always say, Hmm, why am I feeling that way? Ooh, what's that about? Ooh, why do I don't like that person? And the, the bigger picture could be many things. It's never just, like I mentioned, as someone from your past life and it, you've come back to resolve something. That's, that's out there. People might believe that. It could be that you're, um, if you get that ug feeling, it could be that you're sensing that that person's unhappy and you had a bad morning and now they're making you aware of your unhappiness. It could be I'm in a bad mood and that person's reflecting the bad mood back to me. It can be many, many, many other things. So if you take that opportunity to ask, why am I feeling that way? And you can be ugh, in the horrible feeling of it too. Like, ugh, I don't want to feel that. Why am I feeling that way? It gives you a moment to stop reacting from the emotion. And we all know what that's like. You go, ugh, I don't like that person. And then you start behaving badly to the person or you avoid them. You don't talk to them. You try to sit further away from them. You smile at them, but you gossip behind their back. We all know what that's like. We know, we know these behaviours. So the choice to you becomes, do you want to know why you're having that emotion? Do you want to increase your intuition? And do you want to use your intuition as a way to start managing your relationships better and becoming a resource for those in your relationships? Or do you want to just block everybody out? <laughs> Some days we feel like that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I know. <laughs> Well, Angela, I watched a short YouTube video from Psych2Go, and I'll have it in the show notes so that if anybody wants to watch the video, and it's about what are some good daily practices to, to connect to your intuition? Well, number one, listen to your inner voice. Number two, meditate. Number three, be creative. Number four, follow your heart and dreams. Pay attention to your dreams. Five, spend time alone and allow yourself to daydream. I think so many people are not doing that now. Spending that time alone and daydreaming can really recharge you and connect you to yourself. Six, pay attention to your environment and others around you. Seven, don't overwork yourself. That is a big one because, as you know, I'm a work-life balance coach, and too many of us don't spend time away from work, and we need to, to reconnect to ourselves, to recharge ourselves, to be a better person. Number eight, detach yourself from negative situations, feelings, and emotions, sort of like what Angela talked about. Number nine, 
creating peace and balance helps you strengthen your intuition. Yeah, and I wanted to share that the Dance with Angela movement meditation classes, which I teach, touch on a lot of those points, specifically learning what peace is for you or balance and understanding your own energy. And I also share in the classes how to discern what is your intuition in the actual body itself and how we pick up emotions and how to feel that and how to engage with that. I use movement as well. So some of the classes will be of interest to those who really are physical learners and need to feel things. I'm a kinesthetic learner. And because I was doing the dance, I learned so many things about my intuition and it provoked me to start these classes, but also to keep moving because I learned through movement about intuition. And I also discovered things I didn't know about myself. And I don't go to readers anymore because I learned through my own intuitive work. So the, the key thing in what I share and, and a good teacher or intuitive teacher will share is that the emotions and the mind are not bad. They need to be in service of your intuition. But if you judge your emotions or if you think, oh, I've got these thoughts and they're rubbish. Well, some of them are rubbish. But if you make that a bad thing, then you won't actually be able to enjoy them. And a lot of what I share in the movement is how to enjoy that part of your nature, which is kind of funny, annoying, but it's a part of you and it's beautiful. And I teach that in the classes too. So you can find out more about that in the show notes as well if you want to check out the classes. Angela, why are people ignoring the nudges from their intuition? People ignore the nudges from their themselves because remember the intuition is your peace. We all have it. We're born with it and it's natural to us. They ignore it because of conditioning, how we're raised, and conditioned beliefs. As children, you're naturally intuitive. And then school starts a process <laughs> where you listen less to what you know intuitively and you build the logical and rational mind. And you fill the head with thoughts, books, other people's opinions, and more books and more opinions. And now in the world, in our world, we see lots of people's heads filled with thoughts of how the world should be. And some of them have degrees and they sound really good, right? But the shoulds of the world, how the world should be, are not what the intuition is concerned about. Our intuition is about what's in the highest good for everyone, and everyone is not just humanity. It includes our planet. It includes all life forms on the planet, which is what I think a lot of modern society has forgotten. Indigenous cultures never forgot. And we're in trouble <laughs> because we think intuition should serve me or 
humans, but animals, well, and I'm not talking about being vegan here. I, I don't uh, say you have to be anything. I'm saying that if we're going to be humans who use intuition, we have to listen when nature is responding to us and we don't. Indigenous cultures do. Why don't other people? That's humanity not listening to its intuition. Um, so people ignore the nudges because modern society is built on school and work, social media, modern media, and we, we've made that replace our ability to naturally connect to our intuition. And we've elevated that modern society above ancient practices of using our intuition. And the problem in that modern society is that we never ask questions about that. We don't say, well, is that the best way? No, we say, I need to make money. I need to work. I need to get a job. I need to pay bills. I need to, but we don't ask, hmm, what could be the best way to, to go about this? We don't teach children to ask questions about how to survive in the system. We force them to accept the system. And I always remember when I was a kid, I'd looked up at the sky and I'd point at the moon and I just let my mind experience the moon. And that's not the kind of mind that we encourage in our modern world. We, we do that to like relax on the holiday that you've saved up <laughs> for so long. And now we're in lockdown, you can't go on the holiday and you could stare at the moon, but you're so worried about the lockdown, you don't stare at the moon. And, and this is where I feel where our biggest block is that conditioning, Patty. When your intuition talks to you and you learn to tune into it, you will feel more comfortable and clarity when it communicates to you. I know when I haven't listened to my intuition, I regretted it. Do you have an example for us when you didn't listen to your intuition? Yeah, here's some examples. Someone I met and I felt, no, this is someone I should not hang out with or date. And I did it anyways. It did end badly. Or I hired someone that I had a bad feeling about, but others in the office wanted that person. And I hired them anyways. And my intuition turned out to be right. I chalk it up to learning experiences or learning lessons or maybe I need that experience to grow and to start trusting my intuition more. I'm going to tell you about something that happened when I was a child. My mom and I were going to Washington State to visit my grandmother and my great-grandmother. We got to the airport and my mom had a feeling not to get on the plane. So she walked up to the counter and she said, I need to reschedule our flight for later. The plane went down and killed everyone on board. And if we had gotten on that plane, my mom and I would not be alive. My mom had that feeling and it was to where she was going to wait a few more hours for the next plane. She just knew she shouldn't get on that plane. 
and I'm so glad she did. I'm glad she listened to it. Oh my God. I know, doesn't I it give you it. chills? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a just a little questions. And that's my mind, you know, I just have questions. It's like, like, how did she know? And I could ask a thousand questions. That's the nature of my mind. I'm so inquisitive. Yeah. She just knew she couldn't get, she, we couldn't get on that plane. She just knew. And, and it was a good thing that she just didn't push it off, that she actually said, I'm not getting on that plane. Mm. Yeah, and I think in these times where we're faced with choices, if we could do what your mom did, not in a, only a crisis moment, just in everyday moments, mm -hmm. it's like, what's the right thing here right now? And just take a moment to check in. And intuition, honestly, it works like that so quickly sometimes that it can save your life. And it's so important. I'm glad your mom made that choice too, Betty. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want to finish with some questions to offer those listening to ask themselves on any concerns you might have, is this the end of the world? Because that's sort of a fear-based question. I know I've been thinking about it. And these questions are to help you get out of the emotion and psychic energy that's going around. If other people are feeling fear, that's psychic energy and you'll pick it up. And also to sidestep or to quieten down that rational mind that wants to make sense of things because your intuition's not always about linear logic. As we see with Patty's mom, she had to take immediate action that didn't seem that logical, but she just did it. Um, and when we look at the world and what it's going through, you can certainly see that some people's behavior is bad. So this is not about, these questions are not about um, if your answers about to the questions are about people blaming others, they're bad, this is bad, that's bad, they're wrong. That's not your intuition either. Certainly some people's behaviour is bad because it's hurting people. That's how you know when something's bad, when people get hurt or they die. <laughs> and people are dying in, in this coronavirus world. So others' behaviour can be seen as a direct impact on those deaths. And these questions also will give you guides on how intuition can be used to help you be safe and to navigate the changes in your life. We'll put the questions in the show notes as well. Um, so if you're feeling it's the end of the world, here are seven questions. What are you worried about and why? What in your life needs extra care? Number three, what is a priority for you? Number four, what part of your life is ending? Number five, who in your life 
is important and why? Six, what do you want to share with them? And seven, if your life was to end tomorrow, what do you want to leave behind? These are the sort of questions that will help you see what your fear is getting you to pay attention to and to see what you need to manage in your life and what's important to you. I know fear never made my relationship with myself easy, <laughs> but by asking questions like these, I got to see my fear as an ally to get me to pay attention to what my intuition was prodding me to pay attention to. We would love to hear about your answers to these questions we asked in today's podcast episode. Leave us a comment or a voicemail message on the Anchor app. You can also listen to this podcast on most major podcast listening platforms, such as Apple and Spotify. Do you enjoy our podcasts? If so, what about becoming a monthly supporter? Click on the support button in the Anchor app. By supporting this podcast with donations, it will help us produce future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback. Oh, 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 oh,